there, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to talk about the reading section of the TOEFL IBT test. So without further ado, let's just jump straight into it. So I'm going to talk about a couple of tips to succeed on the reading section, as well as the different question types. And by the way, I just want to preface this episode by saying that you don't need to know the different reading question types, but they can be helpful. So when you actually read the question, you know, oh, I have a strategy, but I just want you to know that it's not necessary. And at the end, I'll give one of the best tips that will, that will probably guarantee that you get a good score, because you'll see that if you know the right tips, the right techniques, you know what to look for, a good score is almost guaranteed. So just know that. So let's get started with a couple of, you know, the different question types. So there are a, more or less 10 different question types. And once again, you don't need to know them. So first of all, what are these different question types? So the first type of question is detailed questions, also known as factual informations. These types of questions or examples of these questions can look like, according to passage one, what does the author say about this? Or paragraph one says what? And here they're asking you about specific information. They're asking you for a key fact, for a detail. And usually the answer is always on the passage. It's always on the passage. And it may be paraphrased. This means they might use specific synonyms, but it's on the passage. And the strategy here is to just check the passage to read the question and check the passage to see if you can find this detail in the passage. If you can find it, maybe they use different synonyms. That's correct. If you can't find this, it's incorrect. Or they use modifiers, you know, which we're, go, we're gonna go into this tip later on. But the strategy here is, is this detail on the passage? Is this detail on the passage? If it is, it's correct. And if this detail is not, or it's using different words, it's, it's not the right meaning, then it's not. Sometimes a trick that the TOEFL makers try to do to trick you is that they use the same words or very similar words. They use things like most and use it instead of many. So just keep that in mind that they may use that. So that is a trick that they do. But yeah, so just keep that in mind in general. And when you answer overall all the reading questions, just know that they're designed to be tricky. They want you to trick, but you can't, you know, outsmart them by knowing that they are designed to be tricky. Know that some answers, some of the options are not even mentioned on the passage, so you can just cross them out. And some answers have very similar wording, but there are still differences. So you're going to know when an answer is correct and when an answer is incorrect. Moving on, we have reference questions. This is when they ask you, what does they refer to? Or what does them refer to? For example, take the sentence, my friend Maria that had a, has a dog recently bought this. The question is, what does this refer to and the strategy to find this out is to ask yourself who or what uh, has a dog that recently bought this 
Well, the answer is Maria. That's the strategy. Ask yourself who or what performed the specific action. Who or what performed perform the specific action? And you should be able to get the right answer. Moving on, we've got vocabulary questions. This is when they ask you, um, what does this word mean? Or what is this word closest meaning? And here the strategy is, if you know the word, because maybe you know that, that's great. Then you can already check the right answer. But if you don't know the word, the strategy that you can use is to just try to replace each of the options and see which one makes the most sense. Which option makes the most sense? And every time you replace each option, you'll see, oh, this one makes the most sense. Yeah. So you will, you will see which one makes sense and which one is the most relevant. Now let's move on to summary questions. These questions are usually at the end of a reading section and they're pretty much always there. So the summary questions, they ask you to summarize a text. And the strategy for this type of question is to distinguish between detail information and main information. That's the key to answer this question. We need to distinguish between details. This means things that are mentioned in one paragraph, but are not really mentioned or not really the main idea and important information. What is the main topic? What are the main overarching themes? So if one information is only a detail, this means if it appears only in one paragraph, it probably means this is not right. This is not the, this is not a summary. But if some specific information appears in two or more paragraphs, then you know it's actually a main point. If it appears in two or more paragraphs, that's actually a good point. A trick that you can do is you can have, you're going you're gonna to have different paragraphs. So what you can do is to write a word for each of the paragraphs. So in this paragraph, they talk about this. The second paragraph, they talk about this. And you're going to see that if one topic is mentioned in more than two, that's probably a sign that this would be important and main the main information. Then we have insert black square informations. And this is when they ask you to insert a specific sentence somewhere. And the strategy here is to use trial and error. So what you're going to do is that you read the passage and you then insert the sentence in each square and see which one is most relevant. Where does it make the most sense? What is the most relevant and where does it make the most sense? So it's trial and error. Next, we move on to sentence simplification questions. These are questions that look something like this. Which of the following best explains this? The strategy here is, first of all, you've got to know that in sentence simplification questions, the answer will be paraphrased. It's not written in the exact same words in the passage. So they will use synonyms. They will use a similar meaning. That's why it's called sentence simplifications. They use different synonyms or it's written in a different way. So the question to ask yourself here is, does this option express the same meaning as the highlighted sentence? Let me repeat. Does this option express the same meaning as the highlighted sentence? If it does, then it's correct. And if it doesn't express the same meaning, then it's not. Then we move on to inference questions. And these are questions that include verbs such as infer, suggest, or imply. 
what's important here is that the answer is not directly stated. You need to infer, you need to make a guess. So the strategy is to ask yourself, what is the author trying to convey? Or what is the main idea from the passage? Well, what, what is, if I put myself in the author's shoes, what am I trying to convey? What is the purpose of me writing this? What is the author trying to show? That's the main question to ask yourself. What is the author trying to convey? Put yourself in the author's shoes. That's the strategy. What is the author trying to convey? If I put myself in his or her shoes, what am I trying to show? Moving on, we've got negative factual type of questions. And these include questions that ask you such as, which of the following is not mentioned? Or all of these are mentioned except. They include words like not or except. So you're essentially trying to find the wrong answer. And the strategy to answer this question is, first of all, to understand the meaning of all of the options. Like, what are, are they, you know, you need to understand all the different options and go through the passage and say, okay, this is mentioned, cross it out. This is mentioned, cross it out. This is not mentioned. Then you add a yes. So you're looking for the wrong answer, which is not mentioned which is not true or everything was mentioned except this. So you need to go through the passage and cross out the different options. If it appears, add a cross. If no, add a yes. Then we've got rhetorical purpose questions. And these include words like why or in order to. So one of the examples of how this question might look like is why does the author mention this, this and that? And the key to answer this question is to look for the function of what the author is trying to say. Why is the author trying to convey something? What is the function of the author doing something? And there are usually specific possible answers, such as to clarify something, to support an idea, to contrast an idea, to give an example, to illustrate something, to clarify. I think I've already mentioned this. So the thing is, ask yourself that there are these different possibilities. What is the function of this? And the key to answer this question is to look at the passage and see which connecting words do they use? Do they use words like, however, nevertheless, then you know that the function is to contradict something. But if they use words like, for example, you know that the function is probably to provide an example, or if they use something like especially, or moreover, maybe they're trying to emphasize or clarify something. So always look for these keywords to see what is the function, what is the author trying to say. Then we have table questions, which are not very common. Table questions essentially ask you to categorize the sentences into two categories. And the strategy here is to ask yourself if the sentence is even mentioned, because a lot of times many sentences are not even mentioned, so you can just rule them out. And if the sentence is mentioned, you've got to read it, check it where it's mentioned, and insert that into a category. So now that you know the different types of questions, let me just go over them once again. We've got detailed questions, We've got vocabulary questions, we've got reference questions, summary questions, insert black square questions, 
sentence simplifications, inference questions, negative factual information, rhetorical purpose questions, and table questions. Now let's move on to some of the tips. Now this gets interesting because this is what's going to help you get a good, maybe, maybe even a 30 out of 30. I'm very confident about these tips. So first of all, my first tip is to know that the answers are, since the answers are in order, this means that the first question is going to ask you about paragraph two. The second question is going to ask you about maybe paragraph one, but the information is going to be after um, after all the, where the information was in question one. So since you know that the questions that the questions are going to be in order, you don't need to read the passage. I would say this is actually a, a bad idea. Instead of reading through the passage, you're much better off just reading the questions and not even skimming the passage. Just directly starting to read the questions and starting to answer them. That's key. Don't even read the passage or maybe just skim through it really quickly, but don't try to read, understand everything. Go directly to the questions because that's probably also going to help you decrease your anxiety and it's just much more helpful. So just know that the answers are in order, so you don't need to answer the reading. You can just jump straight into the questions. Second of all, this is probably one of the biggest tips. Be extremely aware of modifiers. You're going to see modifiers are words like usually, never, most, sometimes, uh, many. You're going to see that in, in, in the reading section, they use a trick to try to make you think that something is a correct answer when in fact it's not. So, for example, maybe in a text you see that it says something along the lines of fish are often classified as uh, normal fish and unnatural fish. Just an example. So in the options, you're going to have one of them that says there are only two types of fish, common fish and normal fish. But you see, there's a difference between fish are often classified and they're only classified in two classes. So the modifier is different. Even though they're saying the exact same thing, the modifier is different. And that's when you know that's not the right answer because they're using a different modifier. Let me give you another example. Maybe in the reading passage, you can read something that says some meteor meteorites, I don't even know how to read this, some meteorites land on Earth. You know that some meteorites, not all, land on Earth. But then in the option, it says most meteorites land on Earth, but some and most are different words. So you know that this is wrong. This is wrong because the modifier changes. So the sentence can be stated very, very similarly, but just a change in modifier may indicate that this is wrong. Just a simple word, just the change of a simple word makes a big difference. So just know that this is one of the main tricks that the people in, in the TOEFL section try to use. But just be aware of these modifiers. Oh, here they're using only, but here they're using most. So that's something to keep in mind. Or, for example, they can also use it with time. Maybe in the reading passage you read something that says during the 15th century, and then in the 
passage or in the options you have during the 1800s and that's actually um different because the you know this is written in numbers 1500 is actually the 14th century i know this is a little bit hard to explain on a podcast but i hope you you get it and another thing is be aware of extreme modifiers. You're going to see that many of the options are things like never or everything, all. But these answers are usually incorrect because they're usually not as extreme. They're usually somewhere in the middle, like some, uh, sometimes, but they're usually not as extreme as never or everything. So just keep that in mind. So as you know, take especially you know take a look at the modifiers because just a simple modifier they can be the trick that TOEFL makers use to try to see whether you can understand English then if also God take your time I know you're probably gonna feel rushed but you've got enough time you've got enough time to answer the question so just make sure that when you read something you don't just rush and say oh yeah I think it's this answer no actually say why? Why do I think this is it? Like, take your time. And this brings me to the next question, to my next tip, which is, after you choose an answer, explain why is this right? And the answer should be, because it's in the paragraph. Because if you don't know it's right, if you just think, oh, I, I think so, I, I don't really know, it might as well be wrong. If you don't know why it's right, it might as well be wrong. This is why it's key, whenever you answer a question, to ask yourself, why is this correct? Well, because it's written in this passage, this is what it's mentioned. This is especially true when you practice, like whenever you practice the reading passage and you're about to choose one answer, ask yourself, why is this the right answer? Why is this the right answer? And the answer should be because it's written in the paragraph. If you don't know how to answer that, it's probably a sign that you're not very sure. So if it's, you're gonna see that all the answers are in the passage. And that's why asking yourself these questions why is this answer right? Why is this answer right? That's going to help you and realize, oh, because it's in the passage, or I'm actually not that confident. So always ask yourself before, after you finish this, why is this right? My next tip is to look for keywords. Keywords are words like nouns, verbs, adjectives, and they helped you find the answer looking for keywords it's going to be key because they're going to help you learn you know look for the information and they're they're going to help you save time they're going to help you find the information faster and read a question faster because keywords are what matters this is the key you're looking for keywords i remember i took a bunch of tests um, and I noticed that one of the key things that they gave, one of the key tips that they gave is an option was usually con cor correct when they used specific keywords that were also mentioned in the reading section. So this, it may be that they use specific synonyms. So maybe in the reading passage, they mentioned something about um, a lot of, and then in the options, they mentioned massive or many and these are synonyms so just keep that in mind but they may also use completely different synonyms so maybe the other day i was reading a passage and one said infinite and the one said finite 
So these two things indicate that this something is wrong, but they may use similar synonyms. So make sure that you look for the keywords. Okay, this is mentioned. This is mentioned. This is why this is right. So you are looking for what's important. You're looking for the keywords. Whenever you're looking, you're going to answer a question, just always look for the keywords. Then I have don't skim the passage, go directly to the questions. Don't skim the passage because you can just go directly to the questions. That's key. And my other tip is to start to discard answers. You're going to see that many of the questions use the incorrect modifier or they use an incorrect synonym. So if you can already rule them out, that's going to help you a lot to then look for the correct and right answer. So I'm just going to go over these tips once again so you, you know, you have them all fresh in your memory. First of all, don't read the passage. All of the answers are in order, so it's not necessary to read the passage. Second of all, be wary, be wary, be very aware of modifiers. First of all, don't trust extreme modifiers like never and everything because usually things are not as black and white and they're usually incorrect. The answer usually lies somewhere between something, every, no, sometimes, frequently, more or less, some, so just keep that in mind. Then take a look at the modifiers. You'll see that TOEFL makers often try to trick you. For example, if in the reading section it says there are only two classes of fish, and then one of the options may be there are some classes of fish, or there are, you know, often classified, whatever. They use a different modifier, or give, let me give you a better example. Maybe in the reading passage, you read some meteorites land on Earth, and the option says most meteorites land on Earth. It makes a big difference. The modifier is different. Then you've got take your time. You've got enough time. Make sure that which brings me to the next tip. Whenever you answer a question, ask yourself, why is this information right? If you don't know why it's right, it might as well be wrong. So ask yourself, whenever you answer something, why is this answer correct? The answer usually is usually because, because it's in the passage. The other tip, look for keywords. These are noun, verbs, and adjectives that help you find the answer. These are the important information. I took a bunch of tests and the key tip that they gave is look at these keywords. And the keywords may be paraphrased into synonyms, but keywords are going to help you get the right answer because you're going to see that many of the options or some of the words are not even mentioned there. So you can just rule them out. And lastly, we've got discard answers. So you already rule them out and because they're not even mentioned. So these are all the tips for the reading section. I hope they were helpful and I hope you have a great day.